We are off the ground, sir. And like, they all clap <laughs> in the room. <laughs> Brunch. Hit it, boys. It's Monday, and people are pissed. They are at, at a lot of things, mainly Twitter. Generally, we'll get to Twitter in a second. Uh, truly, though, I'm not pissed. I'm confused. We're recording this on the day before 4th of July, mm-hmm. and I see a lot of things ascribed to this day, like, the, hey, we're not getting anything done today, day or whatever. Uh, I've just more spent the day confused. Like, are we doing shit? Or not? What, like, but, in terms of, like, is this a holiday or not? Yes. Like, yeah. I went to park. I So I had back-to-back experiences when I tried to go do a mini little office hours thing in the morning. So I've been going back and forth between uh, Maine the last couple of days. I was going to be here at least the first half of the day, and I was like, you know what? Time for a little productivity. Uh, I had to finish editing a video. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go to this coffee shop where I frequent. Mm-hmm. And... As I pull up, I'm like, oh, right. I got to pay this meter because it's technically not a holiday. Correct. Huh. Weird. Okay. Whatever. I pay the meter. Then I go to this coffee shop, which typically is for... This is like... You're not getting Starbucks children at this coffee <laughs> shop. This is like an adult, like, gay rated coffee R. shop. Like, this, like, rated R coffee like, shop. Like, truly. So when I say gay, like, cat's probably out of the bag. If you know where I, I live, there's a very uh, popular coffee shop that uh, I Is it a gay coffee frequent. shop? Well, it's, like, uh, gay-owned. And okay. uh, I, I like to think that now every place is, like... Every place is a little gay. Welcome. <laughs> yes. Like, everybody welcome thing. But, like, th- this was always, like, uh, really just, like... All welcome hangout, which is okay. so crazy to say like it wasn't that wasn't like a thing. Well, now we're going backwards. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, don't want to have to go there, but we all know. Anyway, it's going backwards. Anyway, like this is not your seven year old children who want to get the fucking grimace shake or popping in here. Like, Have you had the for, grimace shake? No, and I'm not going to have the grimace shake. You know why? Because I already have like three milkshakes a week <laughs> i'm not doing a, a fucking grimace shake. I, I don't have enough room in my rotation <laughs> truly now i'm going to give you another quick side story we took last week off so we're probably both loaded with just stupid shit that's happened to us uh i went to uh, a couple days ago i was like i'm getting i'm doing donut a donut for breakfast which really meant this place that i go uh has two good donuts in particular one that's a little more sweet, one's a little more savory. And I was like, cool, I'm going to get both. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grant Williams' voice. Uh, I'm going to make them both. Uh, I go, they're like, yo, we're closed uh, until God knows how long because the 4th of July is eventually happening. I wasn't too psyched about that. Yeah. So I went to the next best donut place near me, which is like a more popular place that serves like the crazy donuts. Ugh. But I still wanted to scratch that sweet and savory itch, so I got two donuts that are fucking Mondo. Mm-hmm. Cost me fourteen dollars. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, and I still ate both the donuts, and I just felt terrible. If you spend fourteen dollars at a Dunkin' Donuts, you own that Dunkin' Donuts. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking that as I was like a third of the way into the second donut, I was like, 
if I brought this, really most other like places, like even if I went to like Five Guys with fourteen dollars, I'm getting a lot more done. Even than... even with like inflation, mm-hmm. I'm still stunned at how low the prices are at Dunkin' Donuts, which they should be because everything's shit there. But like it, it is almost impossible to spend a lot of money at Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, I was in a rush today; had hadn't eaten anything all day. So on the way over here, I did stop at Dunks to get a coffee and a breakfast sandwich, which we've discussed. Dunks breakfast sandwiches generally trash. The had worst one this thing. Weekend too. Yeah, the, felt like felt bad afterwards. It's the worst thing of which we've had the most. Mm-hmm. I said all the time about those things. Like, I we know they're not very good, and we've probably each had. Two thousand? Oh, I, I didn't. I don't do them as much as you do. I, I do like maybe one a year. Oh, okay, so that's yeah. good. I never want to, but I always find myself in the situation where I'm like, "Fuck, I haven't eaten eaten in like nine hours, and it's either now or never." That's like a legitimately like a last resort thing for me, or like so, like socially Subway. socially partaking. Oh, like if everybody else is doing something and like I can't be like I'd rather do something else, hmm. I'll just get one. Gotta say, uh. I look real good today. I, I, was, uh, I every now and then I still get people coming at me about the uh, the infamous shorts comment. I've been doing nothing but shorts. Now. Nothing but shorts. I've like actually really hit my stride with. I'm doing uh, the like the, the what what length socks are these called? Uh, calf calf socks. May, like they they go up high, but crew? I crew I think are a little shorter. Anyway, the ones that can go to just below your knee. Yeah, I've been doing those, but scrumpling them up. Like a child, yeah, and yeah, we we we're doing we're doing similar sock things, sock but length, but I'm using longer socks to do it. Correct, and yeah. for whatever reason, I'm just in my zone when I do this. Lord forgive me, showing off the podcast shoes, but I've just been doing this, and you got a good leg podcast it's, going right. It's now. made me feel I, I haven't been taking amazing care of myself, and I've been like, yo, get back to the gym, rollerblade, or whatever. But this sock thing that I'm doing, the sock and short thing, just generally looks so good. Yeah. I'm like, I can do whatever the fuck I want. I'm killing it right now. Shorts are getting higher. Mm-hmm. Socks are getting longer. That's becoming the thing. And they, I, I'm a big fan of both of those things. Everything is chasing the dick. <laughs> that is true. We're all yes. in this big rat race That's actually to get tr- to the dick. It's actually true because shirts are getting longer. Yes. Shirts are getting longer. Shorts are getting shorter. Socks are getting longer. Everything is just gravitating towards the dick. Everything is moving towards the dick. That is the f- rule of fashion in 2023. It's the kitchen of the body. <laughs> Everyone right. congregates that's at the right. dick. Anyway. <laughs> and that's fashion with brunch. Yes. Anyway. Uh, so I get to this coffee shop, which again, adults getting things done. Maybe you meet a friend there, but it's a pretty productive, good environment. The place is a fucking party of like everybody getting stuff done and having like meetings and shit. And I was just very, very confused. Like I, I it's a very big place and I could barely get a seat. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, like that was today. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like this is a very weird. So we're recording this on Monday and it is a very weird in between type of situation where like good por- portion of the population uh, took today off is extending their holiday weekend because you're going to get the fourth uh, as well on top of the third. And that that way you get like a five day weekend. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people going to work for one day and it's just like no idea what's happening. I think I do know that the people who do this day of work just don't do anything. Correct. It's a I'm going to show up, but it's basically a, a living vacation. day. It's an absentee job. It's a no show job. Yes. Shout 100%. out. uh 
organized crime that happens in uh, organized crime. Uh, Twitter, though, did, boy, oh, boy, not have the greatest weekend. It crashed on inarguably the biggest sports day of the year. I said that, and people got mad at me on Twitter. What I know. I was, I was just making fun you of that whole me? conversation. <laughs> like, there... It is arguably the biggest sports day of the year. Correct. So if you argue it's the biggest sports day of the year, you shouldn't go to fucking jail for it. Yeah. And, and somebody can argue back, no, it's not. There might be bigger like news days or whatever, but like you can't identify them on the calendar on January 1st. No, I mean, NBA and NHL free agency happening at the same time, especially given that any even tiny NBA news can rock the entire globe Dylan if it wants Brooks. to. Yeah, like if it wants to, a lot of shit can come with even the smallest NBA thing. Yeah, for a sure. A team could be trying to make a pretty innocuous signing and then suddenly somebody's locked inside a house and it becomes a whole border, borderline kidnapping situation. So, you know, big big sports day on Twitter and uh Elon tried out some new stupid fucking thing. I actually wasn't uh I was at a thing and wasn't really on my phone much anyway, but still, even with being at a thing, I was inconvenienced by... Because if I'm at a thing and something's going on sports-wise, I'm still going to check my phone like five times during it. For sure. And every time I was like, well, what the fuck is... I'd maybe have like a couple of texts from you being like, still not working, so fucking annoying. Basically, all of my hockey text people were basically just like, this sucks. It was a lot of like, what is happening in free agency? And I can't remember the last time I've gotten those texts that it's like, okay, legitimately what's happening? I can't find it out. See, this is why uh, finally everyone's paying the piper. No one wanted to, to do any real reporting, get get real information. They just sit on their Twitterverse in the metaverse and the Spiderverse and just wait for, uh, just make contain spoilers, Donald Glover to show up and just... Fuck, here I did everybody's work for them. Well, what happens when an idiot takes over <laughs> and the Spider-Verse doesn't work and now you got the John Mulaney pig calling the shots? Because that's what it felt like personally to me. Yeah, for, for sure, Val. <laughs> I think a lot of people agreed. Yeah, that was a common sentiment. I actually didn't. Both the boys are on Blue Sky now, by the way. Well, Blueski, yeah. Check us what? out on uh, Blueski. <laughs> Every Blue time Ski. I see it, I'm like, it's like Drewski. <laughs> Uh, what did you get? What did you get for a handle? Uh, Drewski, Drewski, Drewski Bean. No, uh, Drewski Bean. Uh, it is kind of weird because like we can finally get the handles that we wanted. Did you just get Pete Blackburn with no? No, I got, I, I got Blackburn. Oh, you got Blackburn. Yeah. That was your long. That was, that was my dream. move. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just did DJ Bean. No, no underscore. Funny business that, going on. That's a good move. It is a good move for me to now have, let's see, a uh, Four fifth. So I have DJ underscore Bean, Deej, Brave Dave Bean, and uh, I think uh, Deej from Brunch is uh, something. Maybe, no, Brave Dave Bean is Twitch. Deej from Brunch is one of the things. No idea. And now but I've it, got... It, it, the Deej on Instagram makes no sense, but I love it. I... Think I gotta keep it though. What sucks though is sometimes I'll post videos on TikTok that I also posted on Instagram, yeah. and I have to watermark my shit on Instagram because man, it's weird that I got this problem and you don't. 
motherfuckers steal from me on Instagram like you would not believe. You're making stuff, though. I like, am, a, really I am a fucking, like, I'm trying to think. I'm like the fucking Kansas City Royals or Oakland A's back in the day where I'm not, I don't have a huge budget out there. But every, but you know, I'm I'm putting some good every stuff season, out there. You're, you're you're getting some. You're putting somebody on, on somebody's big, radar. And the big dogs are like, well, mine. I'll just fucking take <laughs> yeah. that now when it's mine. Yeah, for sure. A lot of like, who made this? I'm like, you fucking cropped me out of it. Like I was I was in there, man. You deleted the part where I say hi, everybody. <laughs> DJ Bean here. Who made this? I do love that. Like, who made this? Always means I like, took this, this from somebody yeah, for sure and took some pretty significant measures <laughs> to, to eliminate cut them out to, that's right. like ray crock being like who made this yeah who who made this mcdonald's uh hold on yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna turn on the ac it's hot it is getting a little sweaty in here not nearly as bad man i was uh when? i was making a uh a youtube video the other day and in order to avoid copyright shenanigans i would uh I was editing it, and as I was putting uh, music in it, I was like, oh, I got to make little, like, fake versions of these songs so I don't get fucking... Sued, uh, sued by the Not Eagles. sued, but just like... T- I'm, I'm close to being monetized on YouTube, so I'm like, I might as well not get these shits demonetized. Yeah. So, like, I, we'll talk about the Olivia Rodrigo song in a second, but... Uh, it was a video about the Olivia Rodrigo song, so I just like played the part on the piano instead of uh, instead of like cutting from the song and then risking it being demonetized. But my go- AC is making that's cool. weird noises. So are we? Uh, so I, but I had to like turn the lights back on and everything to do that. And man, I do it once, then I do it again, and then there was a third time I was gonna have to do it, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to like put a picture up and say like. This is a re-recorded version or whatever, because I was sweating so much, man. <laughs> and I can't tell if you're watching a video, like, and somebody's kind of shiny. Are you like, hmm, they're a little shiny, or are you like that motherfucker is sweating like crazy? Because in this video, I if I look shiny, it's because I was sweating Bobby Brown style. Yeah, I I, I mean, like, I feel like it's it's okay if you look shiny, but you don't want to look wet. I legit. I went and put some like powder on, yeah. and still, it was man. My sweat was powering <laughs> right through that shit. Just a wet boy on uh, YouTube.com. What do you think of the uh, the Olivia Rodrigo song? It's it's good. It's not incredible, but it's good, and I like it. Uh, yo, she has to stop. She has to stop with the whimpering affectation in the beginning of all of her songs she sings them like this <laughs> and then she starts like really singing and i'm like yo i understand that it's good to take it from one place to another but start it somewhere else don't do the fucking whimpery that's white like girl affectation thing now it's not but that's the thing it's an identifier it's an identifier that it's her or one of 10 million other white girls <laughs> Seriously, gotta defile drama says I hate that soulful affectation white girls put on. I hate the whimpering uh, twenty twenty sad affectation because she's a good say. Like truly, as I was listening to this song, I'm like Olivia Rodrigo really is like. What if Taylor Swift had better songs and like 
was a better singer. And I don't know, like, she's got a long way to go before she's in like Taylor Swift's uh, category as far as like longevity and everything. Maker. But, right, but I mean, she's like clearly, since Olivia Rodrigo hit the scene, her songs have been way fucking better than Taylor Swift's. I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, I recently think, for I mean, sure, yeah. She, so Olivia Rodrigo came out, I, I think, I, in 2020. I really, yeah, but I, I really like liked folklore. folklore yeah. yeah. That's right in my alley. But like in terms of pop music, sure, for sure. I'm just happy, and I probably said it on this podcast, that she's doing this album with Dan Nigro, who made her first album and is actually a good songwriter and producer. I was positive somebody was going to talk her into Antonoff. Hey, go the Lord route. And she, maybe she heard some of Lord's last two albums and was like, you know Not what? Not for me. My trick is good songs. <laughs> so I'm going to do that. I did. Uh, I was inspired, though, to make that YouTube video by uh, I listened to the beginning of the song. And I was like, ah, it's the creep. Uh, it sounds like uh, creep by Radiohead. It uses the same chord progression. And a lot of people were like, this is giving off Radiohead vibes. So I was like. I'm going to make a little, uh, little explainer. D- DJ video about it. And mainly, it was, I told you about this, it was really just an excuse to uh, discuss one of my favorite music fun facts, which is Radiohead sued Lana Del Rey for using the same chord progression as Creep. She had a song called Get Free that came out in 2018, and it had the same chord progression as Creep, which is a very distinct uh, chord progression. And... They sued her for using it, but Radiohead was sued for using it in the first place. That's outrageous. That's a. I'm surprised that that has never come up in fun facts. Yeah, that I don't know. I, th- I thought maybe it was like a little too, uh, little too nerdy or something because people might not. If you don't know what a chord progression it is, it's it's just base. It's the the chords that are played in the song, like. This one, then this one, then this one. That's a chord progression. Um, but the one that is in Creep it has a distinct sound that if you uh, care about, I explain it in the video. But yeah, uh, uh, the, ba- the band The Hollies from the 70s, pretty good band, used it in one of their songs. And it sounds a lot like Creep ended up sounding. So they say sued Radiohead. And I don't know if Radiohead was just like, all right, we paid our dues. Now everybody else. Yeah, right. Well, if, if we have to go through this nightmare, so do you. It's uh, what's it called? It's the the one major three four minor four chord progression initiation. They're like, you want to be in this club? <laughs> you got to give us uh, royalties and songwriting credits. But yeah, I do like the song. I like that uh, it uh, it makes its way to being a, a banger. Uh, I don't know. I think it's a fine song, but like it's definitely it's definitely not a banger. I don't I, mean I, banger in like, I don't mean banger like shitbox. I mean banger like like it, it oh, get, but, yeah, but, it, like it does get like you could play violence. it in the club. <laughs> yeah. I I uh I'm not a I actually like have never really not the hugest I've, I've never attached myself to Olivia Rodrigo. I, For several reasons, I, I think was going to say like, we, we 
we had to we or we just stayed out of it when she got in yeah. trouble for uh saying something kind of ignorant it, but it was kind of funny it was very funny i think like uh, a year and a half ago she said like after what was her first album called sour sour it was like after sour blew up she was like i never thought i'd be here i never thought i'd i'd see uh, i didn't think that people who i didn't think that people who looked like me could could make it in music and it's like motherfucker you're you like you look like a white girl, and I know that she's not like a hundred percent white, right? Correct. But she also like grew up after like Janet Jackson, Whitney Houston, like to say that like you don't think that anybody who looks like a non-white person can make it in pop music is cra- a crazy thing to say when Olivia Rodrigo is like early twenties. I think it was. I don't know. I don't want to get into anyone's head. I think that it was an attempt to. Uh, Jump into an important conversation, but maybe just didn't totally understand which uh, part of the conversation she is. Yeah, that's fair. Like saying, like, "Hey, like, there should be like more representation, more representation in music yes. and everything." Uh, like me, and then people are like, "What? Like you? <laughs> now like, you've been good." That was, <laughs> that was a great way to for a lot of people to find out that Olivia Rodrigo wasn't just fully white. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, her, her new album is called Guts, by the way. Guts? Guts. Global? I did think about that. Um, I have not listened to a whole lot of Vampire or the the lead single on Guts. Guts. Because I have been just face first in a whole lot of the Japanese house. Uh, the I, Japanese house, you want to talk about uh, appropriation. <laughs> this is a person who is from Australia, correct? I do not know. I don't I know much about the Japanese house, but I a, do know that she rocks. The Japanese... I'd never heard of this person until... Really? Correct. Uh, English indie pop musician from uh, Buckinghamshire. I would have guessed English because uh, the song that I'm obsessed with, Sunshine Baby... Calls windshield wipers windscreen wipers. Mm, that sounds like that something sounds an English a Brit thing. would say. Yes. So I I know uh, I only knew of the Japanese house before because uh, she did a song with Boney Bear and that song rocks. Uh, it's called Dion and it's named after Dion Warwick. Is and, it really? Yeah, it's oh. a great song. Um, and then she released some new music this past Friday and. Oh, I like a whole lot of it. And Sunshine Baby is my favorite. That song is incredible. So I liked a couple of songs off it, uh, but Sunshine Baby wasn't like, didn't overwhelm me. Oh, that one slapped me. That was one I like pushed maybe a little more down towards the, the middle. I think that overall it was like something that if it's playing at a music festival five years ago, I'm like, hey, let's go make sure that we see this. Like I could hear it being played at a music festival on a hot day and you need water, but you're like, you know what? We'll go after the Japanese house is set. I preferred uh, Boyhood and I preferred Boy, that's great. Uh, sad, sad to Breathe. To, sad to Breathe. Sad to Breathe. Sad to Breathe? Or is it Sad to, sad to Breathe? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Sad to Breathe. Let's I was going to say Sad to Live, but it's Sad to Breathe. Well, That's just me. Both cases. <laughs> yeah, sad to breathe. But uh, this is uh, it's produced by uh, George. George. Yeah. George from the 1975, the drummer who we've established is the brains of that operation. Yeah. Uh, Smart guy. Yeah. It's also, uh, they're on Dirty Hit as well. So mm. that's uh, the record label. 
it I'll sum this up this album up by saying um it's a little more uh electronic than the artist I'm about to say, but it's like Phoebe Bridgers without having to have the Phoebe Bridgers experience. Yeah, you without having to endure. Like the <laughs> yeah. right, exactly like the songs themselves, uh Bridgers would probably have them produced differently, but the songs by and large are Phoebe Bridgers without if you want to maybe not it have would, to have Phoebe Bridgers. You it, do this. it would definitely hang out in that like circle, that like blunt rotation with like Matty Healy, Phoebe mm-hmm. Bridgers, uh, like 1975. I don't know who else you would want to throw in there. Like maybe Boy Genius. Yeah, yeah. And then like it's in that circle. I, I, I mean, I was I initially was going to describe it as uh, Muna Core. So Muna's on the on the label or on the album. They have a song. I'm just increasingly out on Muna. It's crazy how short-lived they were in my heart. I, I'm i not, like, out on them, but I think, like, you find out how replaceable they are because they, they've they made some good songs, but also, like, I'm they're not doing anything that's, like, I'm crazy missing out from anybody else. They went from cool to uh, Dear Simon soundtrack core so... Is, like immediately, is, if they make if they make it. a Dear Simon two, it's yeah. gonna start out. It's be like, hey, I'm Simon. I'm a regular guy. I have friends. We go to Starbucks too much, and we love listening to it instead of like Bleachers. It's like Muna. They are like that tra- that like that trailer yeah. uh, band. I want to sure. I want to get better by Bleachers is fucking shaking. <laughs> Thinking of like like Silk Chiffon is going to replace i want to get better in so many movies going they forward. Uh, they became like industry babies on like day one muna uh, yeah like i think like day two there was there was like a year year and a half where uh even when they were already on uh satisfactory the phoebe bridgers label mm-hmm. uh, i was like i like a lot of these songs this album's good they're cool and then just it really got all washed out really really quick i think they could get it back but they've got to like they've got to really scale back on like because didn't i say on a podcast like going on at least like a year ago i was like one of them needs to commit a non-violent crime <laughs> it has to be it like had something to, has had to, to be after the uh the, the uh musgrave show yeah where yeah like they they got to maintain a cool factor and they're like they're blowing up so fast that they're losing the cool factor and not doing anything to maintain it. I one of them needs to do some like like a Jack Bauer thing where it's like a crazy thing, but it was done for a good reason and you're like, "Wow, that person, I hate to use this term to uh describe uh women because I think that uh often when used by men, it's done in a sexist way, but I'm just using this literally." I'd be like, "That person is fucking badass <laughs> and a good person." That's what I need something. I need some Jack Bauer shit out of uh, the. I'll say, yeah, the lead singer of Muna. Whom I, I'm like, who am I selecting to get in some trouble? And then you hear about it and you're like, oh no, their heart was in the right place. I, I kind of want the guitarist. Which one? The one the with short the short hair or the, the longer haired one? Oh, okay. I've, uh, Naomi, I think is her name. I don't know any of their names. Nose Ring? I believe so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that she. I think that she's like the quiet one in the That's group. That's why I kind of need it. You don't yeah. need the, kind of the wild card. You know what group. I need? I need her to quit. <laughs> and then, and then, like, fuck, like, what happened in Muna? 
That cool one. And like, as once she quits, we're like, that was the cool one. They all seem to love each I other liked a that lot. One. And I, I don't like that. Even though them. we had no feelings about them before. Once one of them quits, we'll be like, ah, oh, I'm going to check out their next band. What's uh, their story? Um, have you purchased a yeah. ticket for either Barbie or Oppenheimer? I tried to purchase. I thought I was going to get ahead of it and get a Oppenheimer ticket like a week ago. Yeah. And it was like, surely you just, motherfucker, you get an Oppenheimer ticket in 2029, bitch. Really? I yeah. have no problems. Oh, no. I have no, I had no problems. So, unfortunately. You're on the fucking sticks, man. They don't know about movies out here. <laughs> uh, so, I am doing. I'm pretty sure we, like. I am doing. I go to the feature. same theater as you, mostly. Yeah. I'm uh, doing a double feature. Yep. I am doing uh, Barbie mm-hmm. at ten fifteen a.m. in the morning. That's what a.m. means. Uh, and then he likes his seltzers fruit flavored. That's right. <laughs> and then uh, Oppenheimer early afternoon. So then I'm leaving room for seeing a triple feature and seeing one of those movies for a third time. Oh, I love that. Uh, you won't be able to, though, because then then you're getting like evening that's going to be sold out. Yeah. But, You'd have to but, get a ticket I, I, for both. Uh, that's the move. Uh, but then true, you're but, but then you're going past your AMC A list I because feel, you'll be doing three four in one week. Yeah, but I think that I'm capable of finding an empty an empty solo seat. Yeah. Oh right. Just wandering. Especially in. on a weekend. Like you're you're probably gonna be able to get a solo seat. Right. And I won't, solo seat. And I won't need to buy it because I can check the app and see which ones are empty. That's a good move. Yeah, I think that's a smart play. Um yeah, I have tickets for none so far. I also feel like I'm a little behind on the Barbie front. Like, everybody, whether they like movies or not, I feel is so ready for Barbie. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I, I don't know work I should have done, but I just feel I'm like, I haven't done any work yet. You don't have to do any work. It's you. It's literally just Barbie. You you know about Barbie. Mm-hmm. Just let it take you. Just go see it. You got Gosling. You got... Uh, Issa, Margot Robbie, you got yeah. Issa, you got Michael Sarah. Like, what else, What do you need to know? You need to know that those people are in it, and it's a Barbie movie, and Greta Gerwig did it. Issa famously uh, had a show called Insecure, and it's now on Netflix. Is it really? It is. That's you can watch all seasons. Cr- that seems crazy because Max, right? Has what its are own they thing? Yeah, what are they doing? That's stupid. Yeah, that is fucking wild. Whatever. Uh, more room for people who have uh, Netflix. You can go eat. Watch that good show. I uh, I saw Michael Clayton for the first time last week. Ah, you were shamed. Uh, famously, we saw Dead & Company uh, just over a week ago. It was outstanding. Best set list of my freaking life. Terrific times. Vibes were fantastic. Pete, uh, they made Pete throw his uh, joint away. Yeah, very. Sad. Which uh, it shouldn't shouldn't happen at a Grateful Dead show. Yeah, and also I, you felt, I feel like you felt dumb for like fifteen seconds. Oh no, I, I felt I, dumb for a while. I strongly, I actually don't know. I was gonna say like if. If you should have felt dumb, would I have had a little fun with it? I probably honestly wouldn't have. So uh, I left. But, I, I walked into the Fenway Park. I just had the joint like in my hand, like with all my stuff. When they ask you to take out your stuff and put it in the bin or whatever, I just pulled it out. Like I had it grouped with everything. I was hoping like maybe it would get kind of lost in that that whole that whole pile. 
But like, I didn't feel like sticking it in my sock. Didn't feel like sticking it in my like underwear. Did like, exactly what I would have done. We were gonna share it, so what, I, I didn't want to stuff it into my fucking sock or whatever. So it's legalized, they, y'all. I, it's legal. It's a Grateful Dead show. I thought they'd be like pretty cool with it. Turns out they weren't. They were just like, you gotta throw that away, young sir. And I had to throw away like a very. That thing was. The thing was pretty fat. It was a prim- Ooh, it was a fatty. It was kind of a fatty. I'm wow. Not, not gonna lie. Uh, so I was a little bit disappointed, but at the end of the day, it's all right. We d- we found a way to get some pot into ourselves, which was nice. I did find it uh, amusing that it was very hot. And at intermission... By the way, normally Dead & Company, when I've seen them, play like four songs, intermission... Uh, drums in space, which I I I just am not a fan of. Uh, <laughs> and the, then like two always, more songs. It's always like fifteen minutes too long. The first like drums twenty space, minutes of yeah. it, I'm always like, you know what? I am into this. Yes. I don't know why every time this ends, I'm like, thank God. And then like five <laughs> minutes later, I'm like, I would rather do anything else than. And it's not like a I'm too high thing, but it's just like a get me out of this moment now. Well, I mean, like if you are high and you're at a Grateful Dead show, so the chances are pretty high, uh, you you can get locked in quite easily and you're like, oh shit, okay, this is cool. And then the drum solo keeps going and then they do this whole space thing. And like by the time the space thing comes around, you're like, all right, this is cool, but I'm ready to I'm ready to get back into the music. And the space thing lasts like fucking 30 minutes. And it just is like it, at one point you transition from the being like I'm locked in to being like how much time has passed? I'm about to ask a really stupid question. Yeah. I think I know the answer, but I don't know that I know the answer. In the time that drums in space is played, could you get from the floor to space <laughs> uh like it starts yes, it's always it. a very very slow the, the way that the, the way the way that uh spaceships take off a lot slower than you'd think 0 to 60 is not like, the best number <laughs> so slow i wonder so why I'm that wondering is if, like <laughs> I'm wondering if you're even to like New Hampshire by the time they finish at, at that rate. I, uh, I think once you get going, you're I think you humming. might be able to like approach the, um, the what what do the they call atmosphere. it? Atmosphere, yeah, like the the atmosphere. Is that what it's called? Like the little layer of that you got to break through. Mm. What is that? Uh, this is talking space. This conversation should have you very confident that I'm. I know the answer to whatever fucking question you're asking. It's true. It's so slow. It's it is slow, and there's so much fire. How there, the 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 speed to fire ratio it's of spaceship launches is out of control. No, it'd be amazing if uh, I mean everything's on the internet now. Everybody's always recording on their phones, so uh, like Russia knows what like our space program looks like. Everybody knows what every we can't just live in the moment. We're always sharing everything, posting, so everybody knows what everything looks like. But what if all we knew about like spaceships was American spaceships and our idea of what takeoff and liftoff looked like 
was ours. And one day there was like an Olympics or a drag race, like the in like uh, Greece or like, where, a like Cold War. R- where yeah, but but they wouldn't. Sh- but Cold War is a lot of like not doing anything. So yeah, true. But what was if, the, what was the space race? Was it called the space race? Space race. Well, trying to get to the space well, and then try to get to the moon. Well, let's say it's a space race 2.0. Okay, there's space race 2.0, and they're like, okay, everybody got to forget all that shit that we saw and that we already know. Uh, we're playing it uh, neutral location. You bring your best people, your best spaceship. And we'll bring oh. ours next to each other. They both go, and we don't know what their shit looks like. Oh, okay? this is this is like a science fair, but with like NASA and the equivalents. How I funny would it idea. fucking be? I think you know where I'm going with this, though. How funny <laughs> would it fucking be if we're like, all right, we've been working on this for like we like got the best rocket, sixty years or whatever. <laughs> like, let's go. And they're like, all right, three, two. This uh, someone's got the big checkered flag. They're like, okay, and three to first to space wins. <laughs> three first to space. <laughs> three, two, and we're like, <laughs> and Russia just like, bam, <laughs> no fire. They're just like, like fully electric. That's rocket. your spaceship. Your spaceship is so slow. I love. Why I, does yours go? To so, why does yours take so long to leave? I love the idea of doing a space race 2.0, where instead of of like, okay, the first country to get to the moon, like you all no, start at the same that's time. What I'm yes, it's yes, a drag race. Yes. First to space wins. That would be awesome. And imagine like you're like almost to space, and they like you get the thing. It's like, what? Well, give up, man. They got Russia already got there. You're like, fuck me. And then like you enter space, and it should be a cool thing. You're like, let's just. Fucking go home. And then uh, space sucks. And then at the end of it, Putin like openly mocks the United States. He was like, You see how fucking slow their rocket was? See how much fire that motherfucker put but out? That's the thing. If like if it can be done that you can just be like one, two, three, <laughs> then putting that next to like <laughs> be so humiliated. <laughs> be like Oh god! And you know right away, <laughs> and you're like, we're definitely not catching it. It's like it's like the horse in the Kentucky Derby or whatever other horse race gets stuck in the fucking cage thing and just like doesn't leave. And you're like, and you're like, oh fuck! I bet on that one, and that one obviously isn't gonna win. It's the tortoise and the hare, but the tortoise somehow didn't know the tortoises are way fucking crazy slow and the hair had its shit together yeah and the hair was steroids. just like also why didn't the hair did the hair get far ahead and then like stop and take a break is that what it was i think so yeah i think that it like was so far ahead that it got cocky and then like took a nap and had a picnic or something i'll tell you who catches a uh, a real bad uh, break in this whole story is uh, other hairs the species of hair. Yeah, I mean a lot of uh, a lot of bad uh, bad connotations. Right. Yeah. If you hair. see a if you see like a hair running around, and everything you're like, wow, that thing's fast until it fucking quits. <laughs> yeah. That hair went. That one hair went back to its hair community, and the rest of the community was like, dude, what the fuck? Adam has been fucking working out like crazy, and he's got the best Just attitude. And one motherfucker yeah. decided to take a nap, and now all the hairs are seemingly have character issues. I can't stop thinking about. <laughs> even even if and even like nine minutes later, they're slow. like, "We are off the ground, sir!" And like they all clap <laughs> in the room. <laughs> 
Sir, we're off the ground. There's a group of 55 people, the smartest scientists in the world, and they're clapping that they got off the ground in 40 minutes. (laughs) We really need to go back to the drawing board with the space program in the United States. And again, I don't know. I've been keeping up with other space things. I did see uh, a video where somebody like sent something to space and had like a GoPro on it and everything. And it was pretty sweet. You get to see like how shit changes once you get into space because you're like, wow, that's high up there. That's <laughs> high up there. Hold on. Yeah, they're not like in the fucking world anymore. Yeah. Um, I did see that uh, that Virgin, Virgin Galactic made its first flight to space, commercial flight to space. Nice. I want to say it's like $450,000 to get on that on that bad boy. Timing not ideal, obviously, with Ocean Gate uh, mm. right before it. But yeah. would you rather pay like would you rather pay like half a million dollars to go to the deep sea or pay half a million dollars to go to outer space? Truly, I think I don't want to do either of these things. Knock on wood, I never have to. I definitely would not do a submarine. Correct. I it's, it's a very easy answer. That gives me a heart attack. Even thinking about like horrible anxiety. Uh, I would obviously rather go to space than yeah. It's w- like way cooler. Yeah. Like I, I, there's elements of the deep sea that like might be cool, but the idea of being stuck in water in the complete darkness, like a million pounds of pressure, and like the most unknown fucking creatures. And I know that uh, like sort of applies to space, but at least like space, you get to see the world. Yeah. From space. You don't get to see shit from the deep sea because that is like pitch black. And I feel like if things go wrong in. I believe, right? If things go wrong in space, it's pr- most likely going to be immediate. I mean, and it was if things for deep sea. Go wrong, right? But there's aren't there ways down there that it can? I mean, you would just at that pressure, right? You're, you're just, like just fucked anyway. Yeah. Okay. So both are pretty bad. Uh, I sat out the I sat out the whole Titanic thing. Everybody was really part. excited about it, and I was like, "Look, man, I got like." My my Bluesky code is busted. I got all sorts of things I'm trying to figure out. I should know. Uh, as a newcomer to Bluesky, I had a code forever and didn't get on it until today. My ratio is fucked because all the people on there are people I know. What you mean your ratio like followers to following? Yeah, it'll. it'll I'm like following as many people. Let's let me. I have. Z- I'm not following anybody. Whoa, I. Um, oh, is that what it looks like on uh, on desktop? Looks exactly like Twitter. I love that. Yeah, let's see. How do I? Okay, I didn't even bother changing any of the icons and shit. It's that rocks. I have eighteen followers, twelve following, and one post. Sounds like no bitches over here. Oh no! Actually, my one post got like three likes, and I was like, I'm doing as well on Bluesky as <laughs> no. I am on Twitter, <laughs> and I have a way more followers on there, so. Fair enough. Follow uh, me on Bluesky at me uh, too. DJ Bean dot uh, dot social. Hell yeah. I don't. I do not they like need, the they dot need to, BSKY. They need, they need to get rid of that it's, for sure. Yeah. Uh, we have to talk about the Bear season two mm. because I just finished it. Took me a little bit, but man, it's all I've wanted to talk about since I finished. And Rocked. It was so good. 
good. I it finished so it. Good. I want it was so good I want to go back to when we talked about it before it released. Yeah. And I want to delete that episode because I feel like a fucking idiot for ever doubting how good the show could be. Oh no, that's okay. I actually feel very validated in I like I feel good about everything that I said about it, where I was like, uh season one wasn't the best episode best season of television, but I loved it and I don't want it to be a thing where people fucking universally say they like it, even if it doesn't register with them. This show should freak a lot of people out. It has, in season two, become a lot more likable. Uh, my cousin texted me early, when I was only a couple episodes in, I think he was too, into season two, and he was like, so the bear became Ted Lasso, huh? And I didn't want to know what that meant yet, so I watched the whole season. And for real, in the same year that Ted Lasso became Sesame Street, the bear became Ted Lasso, and in a very good way. I don't think it's going to get too go too far overboard with the uh, with like the feel good stuff and the people having faith in each other and redemption arcs and everything, but. It did that like fucking crazy in this season. Uh, yeah, it did. But like, it's honestly, better than Ted Lasso, though. So honestly, like, I feel like season one was more Ted. La well, I guess it comes from a different place. But like season one, I consider it Ted Lasso because it like season one of Ted Lasso was really good and really enjoyable. But I wouldn't say that it was like great. Like, I wouldn't say that it was prestige TV. Yeah. It was just something that, like, I really liked and was near and dear to my heart. I liked a lot of the characters. But I wasn't... That's why, going into season two, I was a little bit skeptical about where it would go and whether it ha would have staying power. You gave me shit on the last time we talked about to, uh, the bear for saying that, though. Uh... I was like, because it wasn't the best. And you were like, oh, no, come on. It was like the fucking best. I mean, like it was like the, the best in like my enjoyment of it. Yeah, but it the most likable. But it, yeah, it. but it wasn't like, like if somebody was like, what is the best show on TV? After season one of The Bear, I would not put, a, put it in that discussion. Yeah. I think it's there now. I think it's like a legitimate prestige TV show. I completely feel that way. I think that season one... You don't know if it's sloppiness. You can tell certain areas where it's uh, disorganization is by design. But mm. you're like, overall, is it though? Like, is every instance of it maybe being a little lopsided intentional? And then you get to season two and A, they just fucking leveled up like crazy. They did such yeah. a fucking better job. But you're like, you just don't have those questions about this season you take it so fucking seriously it's my not that i don't know what else even came out this year it's by far my favorite tv show that i've watched this year uh, we'll we're gonna have a guest star draft in a minute so we'll talk about the guest stars but just obviously it's this season is so much of care being put into developing characters in a not and like the committal annoying of every actor to those characters. Like, not only are the characters so good and, like, the, each of them has quite a bit of depth, The every actor playing that character is fucking murdering. Yeah, I got to shout out uh, Abby Elliott because mm -hmm. she's awesome in this show. And I did not know before The Bear if I thought that Abby Elliott was a great actor. I like some stuff she's in. I thought that... She was fine on 
SNL, but I don't think that she was always put in the best position to succeed there. So, like, even though she'd been at it forever, for some reason, like, the jury was still kind of out on Abby Elliott with me. And this season, I'm like, Abby Elliott fucking killed that shit mm-hmm. and everybody you want to talk about like being man. put in a position to be great well the i mean everybody's put in a position to be great but they're like they are and maybe that's part of it like they're spreading the ball around like crazy yeah and everybody is hitting their shots yeah i'm i, I mean you don't have time for all this stuff but like if i have any complaints about this season i'm like i would have taken more tina because she was fucking awesome and everything that she was in but but she had she had a lot in season one like for the people who didn't get the ball in season one, yeah. Like even Wataski, yeah. At the end of the season, got the ball quite a bit, and he killed it. He did fucking kill it. Uh, we got to have him back on the show soon. I love how fucking proud he is of that show because he really fucking should be. I don't know. I just love when people do something dope, and you can tell that they know it's fucking dope. Mm-hmm. And they're not like spiking the football too much, but they're just like, yo, can you fucking believe we just made that shit? Mm. And I mean, the the, I, the writers get a lot of credit here too, obviously, for not only like- Not the par- these days. <laughs> I'd argue they don't get enough credit. God damn it. Uh, but yeah, like they, this show, one of my favorite things about the show is that it it never stands in place. Like, it never stays in the same place for a long time. And this season, even, like, the sequencing of these episodes was so good. They had, like, the best palate cleansers when they were absolutely necessary. The The Marcus episode mm-hmm. was an incredible palate cleanser when you needed it. And you, did, you may not even know that you needed it at that time, but, like, with how much chaos and, like, how... Um, how like negative everybody was in the beginning of that's in the beginning of this series with yeah. like shit just being fucking all over the place. The palate cleanser with Marcus going to Copenhagen and kind of like settling down and having things go smoothly. It was just so so nice. And then they do it again after episode six, the Christmas episode, and then they have the uh, the Richie episode, which was a little chaotic in in itself. I was gonna but- say I disagree. I know what you're saying. I disagree with the term palate cleanser but uh if there's a better if there's just any other way of saying that i'll agree with it because i don't think that it i don't know palate cleanser maybe i'm just interpreting emotional it wrong. relief yeah like maybe but even if i'm like it's like a breather because i don't want to make those two episodes sound like they weren't fucking like a hundred out of a hundred episodes yeah uh, like episodes because they were I thought both those episodes were fucking perfect they were incredible and i don't want to i don't want to sound favorite like episodes of yeah the, of the series i know everybody talks about season six or uh, episode six and how fucking crazy it is and it was an incredible ride my two favorite episodes of this series the one were, everyone talks were, about is fucking forks man oh okay good yeah because that, that that's was like absolutely the my favorite okay that's my favorite the marcus one i would put at two and then the christmas episode i would put at three and honestly the finale I'd go same order and the finale would be my fourth like the finale was incredible yeah, man. The, the 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 restaurant scenes in the finale were amazing. Like the transitions from the kitchen to oh, the yeah. front of house were so well done. I liked also that they did a lot more with Sid and her father. I don't like. I'm not surprised by people trying to ship Sid and Carmi. Really? That's, like because they had like two scenes in which they like praise each the, other. They're the two main characters so they're like, "Oh, you're a guy, you're a girl. You guys should be like 
that's not what this shit's for, man. Like this, it's, it's a beautiful fucking relationship they have. And quite frankly, I know I'm I'm okay with the romantic elements of this show, but I do get a little carmy with it, where I'm like, okay, don't give me, don't spend too much time doing lovey dovey stuff. I want yeah. the I want people yelling at each other. Exactly. I like the most interesting part of the show are, are the kitchen elements and like how how like true it is to that profession. Uh- Although I did love, I I do really agree with them giving Carmi uh, love life. Well, he needs it. He needs like some sort of stability outside of the restaurant. And so like that's that that's going to be interesting for them to flesh out. But yeah, like uh, the the somebody responded to me the other day about um, Sid and Carmi. And I just I cannot see them taking it there. And I think the writers have said that they that's not no. romantic at all like it's just purely a professional admiration and plus like why would you even why would you want that like Sid and Marcus is a way them flushing that out is way more interesting yeah i i really do think that it's just like stupid people on bluesky uh <laughs> sorting characters by screen time being like that one has a penis that one doesn't have a penis okay put them together it's like what has made any of this seem romantic between these two? I, like, mean, like, I love that I mean, the show did, does that. It did like pop into my head when they did like the the scene underneath the table when they were fixing it and kind of having a heart to heart. But like that was only because they were like so close in proximity. It was the first time that they had, had like settled down a little bit. But it came with like the hope that they wouldn't go down that road. I really do think that it's just a purely professional thing. Yeah, I, I honestly feel bad giving it uh even the time of day because it's stupid okay let stupid. i and i i just think sid can do so much better than carmy uh <laughs> let's do a oh i'll also note uh they did the same thing with uh richie and the girl at ever that he that they had like a nice working relationship but they didn't make it Correct. flirty or yeah. like and i was like i see you good job don't do that shit I, I, People shouldn't get together. <laughs> I want to see as much as I think that Carmi needs uh, a stability uh, outside of the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I want to see Richie get his personal life together, and it doesn't happen have to happen super fast because he's he's getting his professional life together, and that's been incredible to watch. But like, I feel bad for that guy because he's got a great heart, and he needs a uh, he needs a little bit of love too outside of work. I will say, I I, I wish it didn't take. And I'm a. You wish it didn't take. I, I I wish that it didn't take that episode. And I'm gonna be a little high and mighty here, but like, I hope, as most people do, that like people who aren't doing great can do better, and that if someone's doing the wrong thing, they can eventually be doing the right thing or whatever. I we shouldn't need. I'm Forks is a great episode, but like we shouldn't need a Forks episode for people to be like. Yo, I'm fucking pulling for uh oh, I mean, for Richie. I mean, if you didn't think that Richie was a good person before all of this, you you're you're not seeing what he showed you. He's a he's, good person he, as most people are and he's a shithead. Exactly. And like he's got a good heart. He's not always uh the smartest decision maker, but he was like I think that he was just like a family guy that really like had a hard time getting his shit together yeah okay let's do a uh, guest star draft we're going to do four picks a piece and uh my only rule was to uh, just be smart about like 
people who are real actual huge parts of the show, like Molly Gordon, is in the throughout the season. She's not a guest star. She's a fucking person. Uh, you asked about John Bernthal. I said, eh, I'd rather not. I was sort of vouching for that because uh, because Bernthal had a scene in season one. But he's a central character, even though he's not on the his, show. His character's <laughs> name is central, yeah, but we don't know who he is, and we don't see much of Oh, Bernthal. we know who he is. We learned big time who he is. I mean, we did in season two because they gave him an episode. They so. please. They gave him an episode, so they didn't give him an episode scene. in the finale last year that he's not in. That uh, wasn't an episode for him. No. No, oh, they gave him episodes. No. Uh, but I, I, I will. Uh, I'm, I'm willing to to push Burnthal off the table for sure. So hopefully we won't have any. And if you have, if you say some that I didn't really have in mind, whatever. Uh, who gets the first pick? You want me to? You're giving me the first pick? No, I didn't say that. Okay. I said who gets the first pick? Uh, in my mind. It's Will Poulter. Oh, great. Take it. You go first. Okay, then. I'm taking Will Poulter because God, I, I loved his uh I loved his episode with Marcus. Thought he was fucking awesome. I love Will Poulter just in general. But like you're waiting for him to be an asshole. Like you were waiting every chef that we've seen in the show basically, and then like a lot of uh you know on screen depictions, chefs are mean, nasty. You're sort of waiting for that to happen with him and Marcus. It's just like 100% wholesome. He's a great mentor. And I thought that episode was just a fucking delight. And it was basically just Marcus and Will Poulter. So love seeing Will Poulter get his shine. Also, his glow up is one of the best in Hollywood history. Oh, yeah. I was talking about him the other day because my uh, parents are watching it. And they were just through... The Christmas episode, and I was like, "Just you wait." They were like, "We saw." They're like, "We got through uh, season six, and uh, but they're saying uh, season episode seven is the best one." So did we accidentally watch episode seven? We watched the one with like Jamie Lee Curtis and everybody, and I was like, "Yeah, you didn't see it. You didn't see the <laughs> fucking one, and you'll know." Uh, I am. I loved Will Poulter in this. He yeah. was fantastic. I know he that and uh, the, uh, the actor who played Marcus played off each other yes. so fucking well. And I just love the fucking Marcus character. Uh, he He's a character who has developed uh, where you're like, you could give me five minutes with that guy and I just like know his fucking heart. Yeah, and gr- oh, yeah. Granted, like the things they're telling us about him are like huge, heavy things that do fill in a, a lot, but... He's amazing. But it's also like he's one of those guys that like he it doesn't seem unrealistic for how good of a guy he is, you know, like even mm-hmm. like surviving in that kitchen. Right. It's just like he he's a sweetheart, but like you and understand. He could be bullshit with the world. Correct. But he's yeah. like, I fucking believe in me and I hope that these assholes around me don't screw it up. It it, 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 it like worries me every time he's on screen because I know that they're going to give him a hard time as the series goes along. Uh I'm gl- I love that you took Will Poulter. He would have gone in these next two picks. Um but I'm thrilled. He would he would have been third of okay. my top 3. So I am uh, delighted to first take Olivia Coleman. Okay, yeah. That I mean, was my favorite yeah. uh that was my favorite guest star of the the season and just sort like, of in the same Forks is fucking a perfect episode and that was the most Ted Lasso-y moment of the entire season that 
He finally gets to see the big chef. And wouldn't you know it, it's a fucking lovely person Mm -hmm. who really does have a good attitude, even though we're being told that... This is a field that can fucking break you and That's what turn I'm saying you about real, Will Poulter. Yeah, like it's like, like sort of the same things where it's like you're kind of waiting for them to be an asshole and you're like, oh no, it's just a lovely person. Yeah, she fucking. Ro- I mean, my heart sank as it does every time I see Olivia Coleman. If you've listened to this podcast, God, but she's fucking incredible. And then just that it ends with like a little like, I was n- nice meeting you, like. Yeah, right? Yeah, like, uh, she gets pulled away. Like, yeah. you, you never see, you rarely see an interaction like that where somebody gets pulled away and it just, like, still ends extremely pleasantly. God. And shout out, I forget his fucking name, but the guy who plays Richie. Ebon uh, uh, Moss Backrack. Yes, yes, yeah. Backrack. Uh, he was fucking great in that episode. Uh, but uh, no, second overall... I'm taking Olivia Coleman and uh, third overall. Oh, are we doing a snake draft here? Oh yeah, seems fair. You got the fucking seems first. fair. Yeah, seems fair. No, that's cool. Go ahead. I mean, th- I, th- again, I'm I'm thrilled with how this has turned out. Okay. I think I'm gonna be fucked by the time it gets back to me again, so I need to make this next pick count. I was gonna have you guess who you think I'm gonna take, but that would be uh, bad for you to do that because yeah, for then sure. you'd fuck yourself over. <laughs> exactly. I'm uh, not answering that. With the uh, third overall pick, I am taking from the Christmas episode. John Mulaney. Okay. I thought he was fucking outstanding. I, I Fucking with Fack. I mean, that, that, that might have been my favorite exchange of the entire season <laughs> with him being like, listen, I'm going to give you the $500, but what I need from you, I need you to check in with me every month. <laughs> Tell me, Tell how me it's everything. Going. Yes. That was so fucking good. The, uh, the Christmas episode just was so good, but I think that that was... When Mulaney showed up, it like really warmed my heart because number one, didn't expect it at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, he's a Chicago guy. I'm sure that meant a whole right. lot for him. I could see him asking to be in it, uh, but like, just was not expecting it, especially uh, with everything that's been going on in his life over the past m- year or so. Right, outstanding. All right, great pick. I definitely don't hate that at all. I absolutely, I mean, we can't let Jamie Lee Curtis escape the second round. I was really going to love if somehow Jamie Lee Curtis <laughs> fell to me in that, the third. That would be outrageous. Uh, no, Jamie Lee Curtis in both episodes, obviously. But man, the finale when she shows up in the scene, that scene, just like maybe the best scene I've seen her do like maybe ever. She was so good, and it tells you everything you need to know about that character. How about our boy Wataski, though? Just uh, fucking yeah, I Paul know. Danoing it. I know. Just that's hanging what right that's there. That's what I'm saying. Even Wataski this season got the ball, and it was hitting half court shots. Like yeah. it, he was so that exchange. I would have never. I would have never expected to see a Jamie Lee Curtis, Chris Wataski fucking act off. Tearjerker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which, so happy that we got it. Uh, but Jamie Lee Curtis absolutely murdered in the finale and just incredible. Um, so, with my fourth pick. This is really going. Fourth this pick? Is, uh, your uh, third pick. Third, third pick. pick, yeah. Uh, there is like a big name still on the board obviously right. but i'm going to take i'm going to take somebody that i think pound for pound 
I think you're going to take my pick. Pound for pound. You should take Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> so that's the one that's on the board. But I'm going to take Ricky Staffieri, Fax brother. Oh, wow. Because I thought that he didn't get like a whole lot of screen time. But during the Christmas episode and during the finale in the Friends and Family restaurant opening, I thought he was fucking incredible and he was like a scene stealer. So that's that's my pick just based on the performance and not the name brand. Wow. That is uh, that's a great pick. Thank you. He was I mean, those two together, Fack and so good and his brother doing the it reminded me of my, my favorite SNL skit uh the two brothers that uh John Malkovich and uh Fred Armisen where they're like wearing the matching sweaters on Christmas and they want to calculate it for Christmas <laughs> yeah. like that's what those two idiots were just be- telling anybody that if you give me $500 I can get you get this Fifteen hundred dollars, like cornering people in bathrooms of the house. Amazing. Um, how much do you know about Maddie Matheson? Uh, not a ton. Yeah, I don't either. So I was curious to see. I thought you could... knew a lot about him. Actually, I don't know. Reason. I I know that he's like a celebrity chef, or yeah. like he's a chef who's become a celebrity, and he does like a lot of uh, like video stuff on YouTube or whatever. Or, or like some show or something, but I know that he's like a real chef. All but right, he, but he's he's been he was great this season as well. This man. So these are my final two picks, and I know who one of them is going to be. I'll just say who I know I'm I'm taking for sure is Gillian Jacobs. I knew. I mean, I would be stunned if, if I you didn't did not t- pick Gillian Jacobs. Yeah, I, I'm just a Jacobs guy, man. I'm, she's fucking. She was. She's she, not she, awesome in everything that she's in. No, but, and she wasn't in this. Like, oh yeah, she was. Uh, she, she was important. She, she was, was important. She was important, and she was Gillian Jacobs. She was great to play this character. She do unfortunately I wish she was, got bodied by everybody else in that house. I do wish she was hawking Diet Coke the whole time. <laughs> yes, it made it a little funnier. She was hawking homemade uh, Sprite. That's right. She does have homemade Sprite. Mm-hmm. Fuck! If the Diet Coke people, you think the Diet Coke people same, saw that? Same brand, right? Coca Cola, famously. Yeah, so, yeah. Should, but they're like, we don't make any money off of homemade Sprite. What kind of bullshit is this? It, but supply and demand, though. The demand was there. The supply wasn't. Bad week for Diet Coke, by the way. You see that? No. Oh yeah, poison. Aspartame. Yeah. Poison. <laughs> I got a Diet Coke last night. No, you did. I yes, I absolutely did. <laughs> they announced that Diet Coke is poison. DJ was like, nice, even better. All right. Uh, th- th- that reminds me that we have to have a conversation after this uh, about just being uh, an idiot and only doing things once you know you're not supposed to do them. But uh, for sure, taking Gillian Jacobs, I thought that. I mean, I- I'm really tipping my hand as a uh, forkhead here mm-hmm. because the phone call with the taylor swift tickets yeah amazing i think we've all been where not with like the kid and ex-wife element of it but we've all been on one side of the olive branch being extended that just is the wrong branch at the wrong time yeah it's a very nice fucking thing but just like it it can't work. So him inviting her and her fucking choking up and truly appreciating, like, that's so nice, but uh, about to marry this dude. Mm-hmm. 
Fuck, I, I thought that she was great in it. So Gillian Jacobs uh, goes sixth overall in the third round to me. And now, boy, oh boy, do I... Man, I'm thinking maybe... I don't want to give you picks. Uh, no, you, don't give me... I mean, I, it, I know who my pick is going to be. I know who my pick is going to be either way. Oh, I was going to say, so I was, I was like, man, that means that you, you don't... You're not taking Bob Odenkirk if you think that, uh, I don't know, the phrase, the the energy of that made me think, I don't fucking want Bob Odenkirk. I don't know <laughs> if I want Bob Odenkirk. I thought he was outstanding in the dinner scene. I'll, I'll tell you that. I guess. You I know what? Know. I'm going to do this. Uh, so uh, if in case we make a graphic yeah. out of this, uh, I'm going to take Bob Odenkirk. So mine has all the big names. And then people will look at him and be like, like this guy won. Yeah. DJ Body Pete again. <laughs> it's I like mean, this yeah. is the first time we've had one of these. I mean, if you were a real team player, you wouldn't pick Bob Odenkirk because then you open up the opportunity for Bob Odenkirk to be off the board, in which we get a ton of engagement where people say, Where the fuck is Bob Odenkirk? Great call. I'm not taking Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> you know how to play the game. I'm going to take uh I'm going to take Sarah Ramos. Oh, that was not Jessica. where I thought it was gonna go. You think I was gonna okay Sarah Paulson. No, I know. I'm good on Sarah, but I didn't, really? I didn't care about Sarah Paulson. I mean, I, I maybe it's because I like Sarah Paulson. I was gl- really yeah. glad to see her, and I thought that her scenes were solid, but like she didn't she didn't kill it. She's kind of how I felt about uh, Bob Odenkirk. Okay. It was like, but Bob Odenkirk at least had the big like exclamation point, you're nothing, you're nothing, you're nothing. Yeah. I, 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 I'm going to take Bob Odenkirk so that people will say that I bodied you. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I loser. absolutely finagled you. <laughs> Whatever. I still that smoked is, you here. That is GMing at its finest. I talked you out of the pick that I wanted. All right. That's a, I, a Jack Bauer voice. How could I be so stupid? <laughs> All right. I don't feel amazing about that. <laughs> this is I, I this is what I do to you. How did you? <laughs> the shoe's really on the other foot. <laughs> this... That's two drafts in a row. This isn't how this usually works. That's two drafts in a row. I think that I'm becoming the the master manipulator in drafts because the last draft that we I did, my I stole your nephew. Yeah, I traded you my nephew. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome, man. My dra- uh, let me see. So overall, NHL teams, uh, my DMs are open. I will be your negotiator. So Pete has uh, Will Poulter, Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, Ricky Staffieri. In Bob Odenkirk. Oh, man. I have Olivia Coleman, uh, John Mullaney, Gillian Jacobs, and Sarah Ramos. So I, Pete, clearly sexist. <laughs> so unless you hate women, vote for Whoa. Me. I have Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, who is outspokenly against women. Oh, yeah. that's right. No, I don't uh, know. I just made that up. Uh, wait, did she... she I think she said that she hated, uh, um, fuck, the the power of the dog. Really? I don't know. I hope so, because she's cool. I'm just going to do... That would be a sick thing to say. Jamie Lee Curtis controversy. See what comes up. That's a fun game. (laughs) Suggest, uh, let's see. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis responded to Backlash after being criticized for a photo hanging in her home the image reportedly featured a child in a metal tub which disturbed some people per yahoo in a statement curtis said the photo was of a child playing in the water 
Nothing more, nothing less. <laughs> if that's the worst controversy you can drum up, I think I think we're uh, we're ways away from her being canceled. Uh. The Jamie Lee Curtis said last week I posted a picture of some chairs that included a photograph on the wall by an artist who is gifted to me. Blah, blah, blah. It disturbed some people. Nothing more. Nothing less. Okay, I think she's clean. We'll Love see. that. JLC uh, uncancelable. The post uh, reported the image in question disturbed some people to the point that several, including a right wing activist and a conservative radio host, felt the need to address it on social media and radio, respectively. That is a I'll tell you, fuck, man, I still think I won because I truly didn't want Bob Odenkirk. I was only going to take Bob Odenkirk for the likes and the clicks, but I'm on Blueski now, so I don't care about likes and clicks. That's fair. I'm about uh, productivity. I mean, I think that I got I got three picks that I really, really wanted. You only got one. No, you got two people I would have taken. I would have taken Will Poulter, and I would have taken JLC. Yeah. Would uh, you have uh, taken Mulaney? Yeah. Yeah. It just because, like, I, I mean, I, he probably wouldn't have been in my top three or uh, top two, but I would have taken him with my third just because, he again, I think he had the best interaction of the season. My uh, big board was Olivia Coleman, John Mulaney, uh, Will Poulter, Gillian Jacobs, Jamie Lee Curtis, and... Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis below Gillian Jacobs. Yeah, that's that's, yeah I'd probably go JLC over uh, o- over Jacobs, but that's... Uh, that's how that draft has has fallen. All right, uh, I was on. I was sailing famously, and uh, there was a, a dentist on board. And I don't know if I'm telling tales out of school, uh, but I don't think I am. The dentist was like, "Yo, ask whatever dentist questions you have. I'm not your dentist. Like you can do this." Do you have dentist questions? It was the best conversation I've ever had in my life. Really, dude. This was like, imagine a dentist coming up to you being like, hey, you're not going to get in trouble. What do you really want to fucking know about teeth? And I don't think that, I don't actually know if that's how the conversation got started, but it turned into a big forum where we got to ask a dentist questions free of guilt or judgment, and it rocked. I mean, if a dentist like gave me a microphone and was like, all right, you got the floor, anything you want. You'd I choke. Think, I think I would have like maybe one question. You'd just choke? I, no, I don't care. I don't, I don't i don't have fucking any, blow it in front of what there's like there's like an audience there, i don't i don't care like I, I don't care enough about teeth i'd be like thanks for your offer but i'm good you miss your shot really you got you got a fucking dentist all I would yourself ask, i would ask uh if flossing is like a thing that was the first question of course what yeah. did he say uh he or, said that flossing oh, sorry, was, sincerely really took a chance they there. said that flossing yeah. sincerely was very important Okay. Like super Still important. Got to do, do it. I then told him about my viral tweet uh, leaving the dentist office with the floss they give me. And it's uh, Rosamund Pike in Gone Girl uh, driving and uh, oh, yes. letting the pen yes. fly out the window. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Was Wasn't not, viral. Should have been. Still not going to do it. Um, second question. I'm out of there. Okay, so I'm here's the thing. I'm not gonna share. What'd you find? What are you, what I'm not gonna. Because it's what's not in like discovery? he was volunteering. Like I watched Michael a, Clayton. A, a I'm lot of big discovery. stuff. But he did say we were just like, what advice? Really, like serious advice for our teeth? Do you give us not like some shit that dentists put on posters or yeah, whatever? Don't give me any brochure advice. And he was like, it's easy. Just don't use your teeth as instruments 
Like, so don't bite your nails. Okay. Don't rip, like, th- th- that's not, fuck, like, it's really not good. Don't do that. And I can't, I can't stand when people open, open bottles with their teeth. The worst. Yeah. Don't do shit like that. But ever since he said that, all I can think about is like, yo, you know, it'd be crazy right now if I use my teeth as instruments. <laughs> I did. I tell you this like a, uh, like a year and a half ago. Like I, when I started getting my, my shit together, one of the things I was like, I, I'm not going to bite my nails. I'm going to quit biting my nails just because uh. like, I was like readjusting a lot of my life things. And I was like, all right, good habits, good habits, good habits, good habits, good habits, good habits. And I try to cut out like all my bad habits and uh, the biting my nails thing was just like one thing that I like I knew was bad for me, but it was super easy. And I always did my did it my entire life. And like three weeks, three weeks later was super easy. Never even thought about biting my nails again. Really? Yes. That's crazy. I mean, that's that's like a uh, bragging about privilege. It, I don't you're, think so. Well, you're like you're saying like, hey, like I don't have anxiety. Uh, no, I mean, like, I definitely have anxiety, but I it manifests itself in other ways now. Like, I just, I leave my nails alone. I'm sure it's transferred onto some other bad habit, yeah. but uh, now my, you're my nails sucking are sucking your own dick instead. You're, everything right. goes towards the dick. It, it was going to the fingers, <laughs> and now true. you're just make Fashion, handshake, my anxiety, everything goes to the dick. Straight for the penis. 